Welcome to a new episode of Doctrine and Doxology. We are glad that you have joined us. I am Skylar Spradlin, joined with the one and only, always here, Larry Jones. Well. You weren't here last week. I wasn't here last week. Or the week before. It's been two weeks since we've done this. Really? Two weeks. We should be ashamed, because I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that kind of want us to be regular consistent thank you for changing that and i'm not ashamed i'm, I'm not things happen in our, in our lives and right you left on an airplane I a jet plane on a jet plane to the west coast yes northwest northwest very coast beautiful area to go whale watching well we went to primary reason I know the primary great grandson. But I know the great grandson. The reason you talk the most about I've seen twice, counting this time. Two times. And he's two. Just turned two. How many whales did you see? Twenty. But I saw one great grandson. And I saw a grandson as well. And his wonderful wife. So it was a joyous occasion. I've learned the more you have kids, the less you count or matter well yeah every time somebody asks me well how many grandkids do you have i used to have that down pat but things started changing yeah you're old enough now to have great grandkids and for some reason they just replaced the grandkids how did they replace them i don't know they just take up your affections well yeah you you forget about your grandkids and you've long forgot about your own kids no way. I love them all. Just Which saying. That's, that's what parents do. I love do. all my children and all my grandchildren and all my great child. Grand, yeah, that's yeah. what grandparents say. That's what they do. But when they talk to you, they're like, oh, let me tell you about my great-grandchild. There you go. He's two, and he's, he's over awesome. there by the whales. He's over by a lot of things over there. But it's, it, it is a beautiful place. Uh, it's part of God's creation. It is very beautiful. Uh, the Oregon coast is outstanding, and yeah. part of the Washington coast is outstanding. And I hope to see it someday. There's uh, giant redwood trees and sequoias, sequoia trees. They were beautiful to behold. I saw some pictures, but yeah. The grandson and the great-grandson and the grandson's wife they're the big reason. Granddaughter-in-law. If they weren't there, the granddaughter-in-law, yes. If they weren't there, we wouldn't have went. Because you've been before. We w- it's, we went last time to see them, too. I'd always wanted to go there. So they were your excuse or your reason? They were my reason to go. Well, good. That's the right priorities. Absolutely. Hey, do you know what month it is? Yeah, October. You okay over there? October. It is Pastor Appreciation Month. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Okay, good. Uh, But that's not why I mentioned it. (laughs) I mention it because what a great opportunity for people to donate and invest in the lives and resources of pastors. Yeah, that would be cool. They can do that. They can go to www.com. DoctrineDoxology.com, and they can click the donate button and have full confidence that whatever they donate will go to the ministry to invest in pastors. And you know, I mentioned the hardest part of that. Pastors. That whole address. Dot. Dot. Well, yeah, I, I knew you didn't even remember the address. 
I remembered the www and the dot and the dot. So I'm putting out this shameless plug here that in honor of Pastor Appreciation Month, would you consider donating and financially investing in small church role Oklahoma, actually not just Oklahoma, but smaller church pastors so that they can grow in their calling and grow in their spiritual health and grow in, in the tasks that God has called them to as pastors. That is awesome. Are we not actually uh, have now sent out six sets of books to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pastors? They are reading them. They're not just pastors. Okay. Some are aspiring church leaders. Some are like aspiring deacons. Some are currently pastors. Some are like youth ministers. The point is we're investing in these future church leaders. Yes. So that they can in turn equip the church so the church will be healthy for a long time. Yeah. And yes, we did. We sent out our first set. In fact, if you donate any time this week up until what Sunday, the ninth? Yeah, maybe. Today's the uh Today's fifth. the fifth. Yeah. Does that make Sunday the ninth? Seventh, eighth, ninth, yes. If you donate between now and the ninth, any amount, you'll be entered into a drawing to win that first set of books me? that our pastors got. So, yeah. Pretty yeah, exciting. I just, I just listened to a radio station recently. I won't say which one. Thank you. And they were constantly bickering for money. Give me money. Get it. We want to do this. And I'm not saying they're not worthy cause, but oh my goodness. We're more worthy. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. Oh, I think so. Well, yes, different way. Well, it's a different kind. Do you measure apples and oranges? All the money that comes to us goes to helping advance these pastors. You don't get a salary out of this? No, I do not. Do you? No. I just thought you did. No, I thought you did. No, I, no, I don't. Probably Madison. She's pocketing everything. Maybe. No, I know Madison. She's sweet, and she doesn't do that. I know Madison, too, and that's why I said it. So today's <laughs> subject is different. We're changing gears. We have been for a very long time now in the doctrine of God, his attributes, the yes. incommunicable attributes, but then for a really long time in the communicable attributes, the ones that he shared with us. Yeah. And we didn't cover them all. No, we didn't, but we covered the, the big ones. We covered the big ones. The important ones. And maybe stirred it up in somebody to look it up on their own. Yeah, absolutely. Because we certainly didn't cover everything about the things we did cover. And we can't cover things completely anyway. Right. Don't have the mental capacity to do that. Speaking of that, we now come to the hardest doctrine about God. It is. Can I introduce it? You're not going to sing, are you? I was. You can introduce it without singing. I, I don't know that I can. It's just like a poem. God in three persons, blessed trinity. Wow. Da, 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 da. I won't finish. So we're talking about the trinity. trinity. Yes. It is perfectly understood in the mind of God, not so much in our minds. We, I, I don't know. I understand. I just can't explain. 
I don't know that I even understand. It's God and three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're all God. Well, yeah, I understand all and that. And they're all one. We should have read, I should have grabbed it, the Athanasian Creed. Because the first portion of that is all about, I mean, it's long. I probably wouldn't have read it all. But yeah, it's all yeah. about the quality of the Father, Son, and the Spirit. Now, I, I get all of that. I just don't know all the details of how that exists. Yes. Yeah, well, of course not. When you but try to explain it to the teenager that comes up and says, explain to me the Trinity, you go, well, that's a little difficult. Then you say, yes. well, it's like this or like this, and there's several different things people use to describe and compare. Which, by the way, I don't like any of those because it they all fall short. Oh, absolutely. And we all know that, but it has. I think they have embedded dangers in them that form the way people think about God. Okay. And if it's slightly off, that, that can lead to some big trouble. And so I just have found it best to say I'm not going to use any illustrations or metaphors for the Trinity. I'm just going to explain it the way that I can and leave it at that because I don't want to create nuanced or implied aspects of God that aren't true. Okay. Can I read one? A definition type. It's an yeah. explanation, but actually before the definition. It says, uh, the biblical teaching on the Trinity tells us that all of God's attributes are true of all three persons, for each is fully God. Thus God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, thus God, God, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, are also eternal, omnipresent, omnipotent, infinitely wise, infinitely holy, infinitely loving, omnipotent, and so forth. Kind of the attributes that we shared in previous episodes. Absolutely, The yeah. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit have all these attributes. Yes. In their fullness. Now, I did remember reading in seminary um, a great introduction to a book on the Trinity. I think it was by Bruce Ware, but he said, uh, this isn't a subject that we should ignore simply because it's beyond our comprehension. Okay. And that's, that yeah. tends to be what we do. I don't yeah. get it, and so I'm just going to kind of hold it by faith and move on to things that I can understand. But even though it's beyond our intellectual grasp to fully comprehend... We should still invest intellectual effort into it. Absolutely. Because we'll be blessed by it. It's, it's yes. worth our thinking upon. Now, that said, I think we do need to point out and caution some false ideas about the Trinity. Okay. Enlighten me. Well, when we say that there's one God and yes. three persons in that one God, we're not saying that God takes on different modes or forms at any given time. That's correct. Right here he's playing the Father, and there he's playing the Son, and there he's playing the Spirit. That's correct. They all exist eternally together simultaneously. They coexist, yes. We're, and we're not saying that one, though they we see their roles and their relationships in those roles function uniquely in the yes, Scriptures, yes. we're not saying one is greater than the other. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking on that one. 
they're equal. Because we because when we see Jesus in in his human form, uh, well, that's why place I said, God, the Father, in a exalted position. Right, but that's why I say according to their roles, but not according to their essence or their being. Because all over John, especially John chapter 5, Jesus is stressing, I and the Father are one. We're equal. Yes, yes, he does. And they, just as you read there, they share all the same attributes. Yes, they do. So, so the Trinity is this understanding that God is one in three persons and equal across the board. Right, right. And has been that way forever. Right. And will always be that way. That's true. Father, Son, Spirit. Holy Spirit. I, I can't say it any better. I'm done. You're done? So we, do we pray and call this session over? I guess so. I think there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding because many people believe that Jesus is not a part of the Old Testament. Many religions don't believe in Jesus, says God. Well, yeah, I think it all hinges on Jesus. And... Uh, and I, I'll contraire. I believe that he is all over the Old Testament. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I was confronted by that about three or four years ago, and mm-hmm. did a little study. And yes, he's all over it. He mm-hmm. is there. Yeah. Well, in the New Testament, tells us that he's uh, involved in creation. Yes. And we see the Spirit John involved Long, in creation, yes. and we see the Father speaking in creation, and we find them interacting with humanity throughout the Old Testament. Yes, we find yes. the Spirit uh, even ascending and des- descending and ascending upon individuals in the Old Testament. We find yes, the Father yes. speaking in the Old Testament. Primarily, we come to the baptism of Jesus, right? which is technically still Old Testament. Yeah, okay. Old Covenant. And uh, we find all three present. Absolutely. Jesus being baptized, the Spirit descends like a dove, yes. and the Father... Speaks over Jesus. This my son in whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of examples in the New Testament where all three are mentioned, but uh, you have to dig in the Old Testament to find them, but they're there. And it's important to God. I think this is why we should stress it's worth studying the Trinity because it's very important to God that we know him as the triune God. Because yeah. that's how he's revealed himself. And that was the great commission Christ left to the church. Baptize yes. them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Make disciples in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is the Christian God. This is the true God. This is who he is. And so it's important to him that we understand him in this light and in this way right. to the best of our ability. Very good. You had a definition you didn't read. I do have a definition I didn't read. I think it's pretty much what we've already said. Um, we may define the, the we may define the doctrine of the, the Trinity as follows. My tongue is tripping over itself. Blah, blah, Excuse blah. me. This is from Wayne Grudem, by the way. This is from Wayne Grudem. God eternally exists as three persons: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and each person is fully God, and therefore one God. Yes. So there. Well, I, I kind of envision God speaking in the Old Testament when it says God is saying this. Is could be coming from all three simultaneously. Does that strike you as odd? Mm-hmm. 
Well, it says, and God said, let there be light as an example. Mm -hmm. I've always in the past assumed we're talking about the Father speaking. And that's probably true. But then we read in John 1 where nothing was created without Jesus. And we also know that the three are one. And when I, when I see the word God, and we looked this up before, Elohim, it's a plural God. So when I, when I visualize God speaking today, I visualize all three speaking simultaneously. Sure. I mean, that's kind of a weird concept. Uh, except when you get down to the verse where God said, let us make man in our image. Very interesting. That's plural. an interesting one. That's a plural with plural us and plural our. Uh, that's right. a very interesting concept. I think the more telling um, signs for me are the appearances of God that we have in the Old Testament. Yes. I think it's Genesis 12. Who's Abraham bowing down to? God. Um, Jesus. Well, I would say Jesus. Opinion. Yeah. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes. And the fiery furnace. Who, who are they standing with? Who's the fourth one in there? That Jesus. appears like a son of man. I, I think so. Um, so the question also, is, why, why could it not be God the Father? Well, because the Bible teaches God the Father is spirit. He's invisible. No yeah. one has seen the Father except the Son. You're right. And so I, I even go back to who did Moses converse with? I think it's Jesus. Okay. Um, when he sees the glory of God and his face is glowing and shining from it, who did he see? Well, I, th I think it's Jesus. Well, but then also God's told Moses, you can't see my face and live. Yeah. I think he's talking to the Father at that time. Yeah. So God has always consistently revealed himself this way. Um, and sometimes we might get ourselves in a little bit of trouble trying to distinguish. Uh, who is where. <laughs> yeah, who is where and who's doing what. And, you know, that's one thing I've tried to teach through as we have gone through John on Wednesday nights for the last uh, few years now is that we can't easily divide the Trinity like we want to sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we see the Trinity, that there are distinct persons, Father, Son, Spirit. Right. But sometimes we, we start asking these questions that the Bible doesn't intend for us to ask. Uh, who's acting there, and who's who's responsible for this, and who's doing that? And right. the Bible's right. vague on it, crediting it, it to God as a whole, because right. sometimes the Trinity isn't easily discernible in, in, its, in the persons. Right. And right. that's on purpose. We just accept it. This is God. And when we hopefully our minds can kind of change the to the thinking that when we say this is God, we're talking about the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Yeah. Jesus says is one of the most interesting verses to me in John's Gospel, chapter seventeen, verse five. He's praying before he gets arrested. And he says, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I just think it's yes. one of those yes. verses that gives us a window, kind of a picture into the life of the Trinity before creation. Right, right. And it seems to imply 
unity and harmony and shared glory and fellowship. I think it's. I just think it's a beautiful text. It is. What do you do with the uh, verse? And and we've talked, and you know my opinion. Uh, I think it's called the Shema. If that if that's not correct, I'm sorry. But it's uh, Deuteronomy six four, where the Lord said, uh, "I am the Lord, God. I am one." Yeah. I messed that up a little bit. Well, that's the gist of it. Yeah. He says, uh, "Hear, O Israel." The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Yeah. And then uh, I, I really had a severe question about this because I was discussing it with a person who believes. Who would that, claim to be Jewish. Uh, yeah, he's trying to be Jewish. He doesn't believe in Jesus. And I was studying it and uh, studying it online and uh, went to Jews for Jesus website and was studying it there. And a little pop-up window came on, and this guy said, hey, I'm so-and-so. Is there any way I can help you? So I just typed in my response. I said, yeah, I'm, what I'm doing, this is what I'm studying it for. And he's, he explained that to me, that Elohim was a, a plural word, which is God. And, of course, the Lord would, I think, be Adonai, no, uh, Yahweh. And then the one in that sentence is a plural one. It's, uh, it is called ECAD, E-C-H-A-D. And it's used in Genesis 2, I think it is, yeah, 2.24, uh, talking about a man shall leave his father and the mother and his mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. And it's the same word used there that is used in this instant is in Deuteronomy. So that, that kind of opened my eyes. Is that a Deuteronomy lot. six one or six six? Six four. Four. Neither. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You're looking at something on your yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking at the Hebrew here. Okay. It is Yahweh. Well, he, Hebrew has um, Hebrew has in it singular or plural words. There's no no neutral numerical words. So it's always it's always a communicating a singular or communicating a plural it's never just communicating a kind of neutral i don't know i think the word may be neuter so um yeah i can kind of see what you're saying there in deuteronomy 6 uh yeah i, I think so uh and then when i read you know john 1 where it's it does say that jesus created the world john 1 i don't know which one the whole thing was created through him and for him. Um, And then I read in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When I read that God, I'm thinking Elohim, which to me is the triune God. Uh, Let me look. It is. You can trust me on this. Can I? And then God said, let there be light. And God said, you're checking it out, I know. It is. It's all Elohim down through there, isn't it? Yeah. 
So when when I read the, through Genesis 1, I'm reading it as just a triune God creating everything. I mean, I would I would definitely need more study on that, but... Sure. Um, and God said, let there be light. And God said, let there be an expanse. God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together. God said, let the earth sprout vegetation. And I just really think it's cool that God said, let us make man in our image. Well, yeah. It kind of solidifies that whole idea of God being three persons. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to do more study on on tying all those implications to the word itself. But obviously, that's that is what the Bible teaches as a whole. So we should think of the triune God creating because there is no other God but the triune God. Right, right. So you cannot be a Christian and hold to the Christian faith and deny the triune God. Yeah, because you're Trinity. saying Jesus is not God. Right. And he is. And he is. Well, I know that there's more to this. There's always more to this, but this one particularly. Uh, church history has been filled with discussions about the Trinity since uh, the earliest centuries after Christ's death. Yeah. And yeah. Um, church councils have been convened to, like I said, the Athanasian Creed. Church councils have been convened to try to articulate this and, and communicate it. Uh, and it's just a bit beyond human comprehension, yeah, though yeah. God has revealed himself in a way that we can understand it's true. Right, right. So, But I, I'm glad he does that. He, he's so much bigger than our ability to comprehend. Absolutely. He's so much bigger than our, we can't just form ideas and say, this is God. We can't compartmentalize him. Yeah. He's greater than that. So hopefully this discussion has just caused somebody to think and maybe uh, do some research, do in the some Bible. research and discuss it amongst brothers and sisters in Christ and and uh, be okay not coming to a maybe full comprehensive understanding, right. but right. still realize it's worth exploring because this is who God is. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole idea of Bible study, to learn more and more about God. Yeah. And, and we prayerfully... Ask him to help us to learn more and to understand him greater. Yeah, yeah. Should be our our zeal, our desire. Yep. Well, as we said at the beginning, it is Pastor Appreciation Month, and if you would like to invest in small church pastors or church leaders or aspiring leaders, uh, you can do that by going to Doctrine and Doxology. Nope, it's not. There's no and. DoctrineDoxology.com and clicking the donate. Uh, button there. Everything there is secure, and you will get uh, confirmation about all of that. There's also other resources there, articles and um, things about us and, and whatnot. You can find out more information, and that is the home, the new home now, permanent home of this podcast, and so you're able even there to go and download it if you would like and share it. By the way, new news, we are not just on iTunes, not just on Amazon Music, and not just on Google Play, we are now da, 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 da. on Spotify. Well, apparently that's a big one too. Okay, good. I, I, I don't, don't know. use I don't, that. I don't use it, but people <laughs> subscribe to it, I guess. And I don't know. It's just another way to listen, another way to there share it. There you go. Okay, I've, are I've, you finished? I've talked all I can. Okay. Well, I will pray and uh, ask the Lord to bless what we've said and uh, use it for his glory. 
So, Father, please uh, bless what we've said and use it for your glory. I pray that you help us to understand you more and more as we study in your word. Open our eyes so that we might see more and more of you. Uh, you're glorious and wonderful and uh, awesome to behold. So uh, help us to see you. Lord, please uh, give us opportunities to share your great salvation with the lost and open their eyes and uh, give us that zeal to uh, pursue opportunities. Guide us in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>